GeorgiaBulldogsAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the Bulldogs Extra podcast from OnlineAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. Mark Weiser alongside me. I'm Ryan Dennis. And, hey, we're going to talk a lot about G-Day because that's coming up on Saturday, Mark. Is uh, this one of the you know, more more exciting things of the spring for you? Well, I mean, we just had the Masters. Um, we got Major League Baseball up and running. Ronald Acuna uh, has not hit a home run during this uh, one minute of the podcast so far <laughs> because they, the Braves are not playing. Actually, they're playing this afternoon. Well, they're not winning, though. That's the bad thing. Aren't they playing this afternoon? You know, you could be right on that. Uh, I and know it's the fourth game of the series, so, you know, yeah. the final game. So it could be a day game, yeah. So you're saying you'd rather have uh, Ronald go 0 for 4 and the Braves win? Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, but he is killing it, man. He's scorching. Was he? He's got about six, seven home runs already through what twelve games. All right. Well, to answer your question, yes, I'm looking forward to G Day, and I don't always say that because it's uh, you know it's not exactly uh, you're not seeing the best against the best. You're not seeing uh, you know well, it's ones versus ones though. Yeah, but you're not seeing the full arsenal of uh, like. Are you going to see um, right? Are you going to see Zamir White uh, carrying the ball 15 times? Are you going to see George, Are you even going to see Jordan Davis play? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you might want to protect some of your franchise players in this one. Uh, I well, say you, I say that, and uh, I've been surprised before by how much somebody like a Chubb uh, does play. But then again, there's like DeAndre Swift, I think, what, three years ago, where he might have carried the ball twice on the first drive they had and then done. Yeah. Disappeared. But... It's football in Athens, in uh, which we didn't get to see too much last year. There were three mm-hmm. home games, and spring was wiped out. So right, yeah, I'm jacked up. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good to, and mostly because I haven't laid my eyes on the uh, the Bulldogs this spring, as um, the Buttsmere Complex is still closed down to the media mm-hmm. due to uh, the COVID protocols. So uh, it'll be me and 20,500 of my closest friends. And is that the... Something, something like that, yeah. No, I thought it was like limited to... Uh, I guess I, I was thinking something else. I thought it was limited to like 10,000. No, why would it be that? It's the same as I, it well, was... I know, for regular football. That's what I thought, though, that they, they was going to be less. No, but I hey, mean, that's good. I mean, truth and truthfully, if, if you know somebody uh, is itching for tickets do i think uh someone in the football program or in the athletic department you know might not be able to you know pull a couple extra 50 yeah, people in there yeah, you know <laughs> probably um you know the braves getting back to them what are they they're at 30 percent right now maybe but they're going to 50 percent like next month you going when are you going no i'm not going only uh i only know one person who goes to a lot of games um but i haven't been with him yet so um but I mean, G Day. That are they are they doing the seats like they did, or is it everybody just free for all? Sit where you want to. No, it's it's the same deal. They're, 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 I mean, that's why they have ticketed, uh, you know, in ten bucks a pop, and and so you're you're assigned a certain seat, and uh, you know, it's still uh, still laid out like it was in the fall. Um, so and uh, you know, looks like there might be a little bit of rain. I haven't seen like an hour by hour forecast. Yeah, looks it's like fifty percent. And I'm looking now on the app. It says it says chance of rain forty percent. Okay, that's better. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, they've already had some. Actually, what was it? Their uh, their last scrimmage, I guess, was the one that was uh, had a little rain mixed in. They had to go in uh, to the indoor facility to to finish out their scrimmage. So uh, look, it'll be football. You know, 
the other thing is it's not on on a, I guess what they call linear television you have to watch it on your app uh, so that might be a, a, an issue if are you are, do you have um, your streaming like you know on do you have ESPN plus or no, no. Network plus on your TV no I guess you got to pay for that right and um, we might have discussed this last week where I like I like to watch ESPN app when things are free uh, I hadn't paid for the plus yet so uh, do you have SEC Network on your? Do you, I, have, do you have cable? I do. And you have SEC Network on it. I do. So you then you should be able to get the the game on okay, your well, on your app. The question I had was, do you have an app on a on a TV? Yeah, yeah, I do. Right. But that's what I'm saying though. I feel like yes, if it was the SEC Network, you could get that on your app. But if it's the plus, you got to pay extra for that, which I don't do. You don't have to pay extra. Okay. Well, if, that's you ha- if you have SEC Network, you, you that's could- where my complaint was a couple podcasts ago. Where how does you know if I was Georgia, how I would feel about Alabama getting the ESPN slot for basically free when you have to have you know Georgia and everybody else in the SEC has to pay a little bit extra. But if they don't, I mean, I, I get that kind of. But hey, I mean, what are you? What what is the thing? The Mark Weiser lens looking through your binoculars at this, what's the one thing you're going to be focused on most during G-Day? There's a lot of units. There's a lot of there's a lot of good storylines for what Georgia needs to maybe have to settle. So what's the, what's the thing that you're going to be focused on the most? It won't be one thing. I mean, you know, you might want to look at uh, what to what to look for at, at G-Day, a little story we posted online at onlineathens.com. It's not even a subscriber-only story if you haven't done your, your five views. It's not ESPN Plus, then. If you haven't done it's your, not Online Athens Plus. If you haven't done your five views uh, this month, you can you can uh, click on there and, and, and see that story. And uh, But while you're there, you could subscribe. It's only a dollar for the first six months on, on a special promo we got going. Um, I want to see the corners. I want to see... Uh, I was thinking that, too. Yeah. yeah. I want to see what what Keely Ringo looks like. I want to see what Lavase Carroll looks like. Now Taiki is not yet here, correct? So he. Yeah, if you want to see Taiki, you got to drive to Philly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll be out uh, on the sideline with his high school team, which is playing spring ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a story this week on on. I feel like so, Ringo is kind of a forgotten. Sorry, you got a story, but I mean, yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's one of the top six, seven recruit. And then had to miss all last year. I mean, that's uh, that's a big, that's a big uh, first year type of guy right there. Yeah, I mean, he was behind the eight ball with with the labrum surgery, and uh-huh. um, you know, right now it looks like you have uh, Amir Speed, who's who's kind of you know paid his dues and been in the system, and we had a chance to talk to him this spring. Seems like a really uh, good guy. Um, you know, uh, one of the better interviews we've had this spring, and and you have um, you know some other guys at, at that position that uh, you know, and then the transfer portal. Um, you know, Jalen Kimber is a redshirt freshman who actually got a lot more practice time last year. Now, so you know, it'll be some legit. I'll, I'll be interested. To, you asked to be you know what, what i'm interested in is you know they're gonna have to split these guys up with ones and twos and so there's going to be a demarcation there of uh you know you, you might see the, you know the sixth and seventh offensive lineman uh with that first team then um you know as like a key backup or you might see him roll on to the other side maybe maybe your your second team uh offensive line it might look a little bit more not, I wouldn't say more talented, but uh, in the future, when you, if you have, let's say, Amarius Mims and Broderick Jones playing with the second team line against, uh, I guess, the f- the uh, first team defense, uh, yeah, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, it's not ones versus ones, it's ones versus twos. Because you have the first team defense 
and the second two Not offense. Not G-Day, though, I thought. I yeah, thought they did, did yeah, ones did. versus ones and... I don't think so. ...and twos versus twos. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. Well, that reminds me of a couple years ago when you had Cade Mays, uh, who else? Some, Sawyer, I think, uh, on that number two offensive line, and it was just some beasts out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to see what happens with the wide receivers. We've heard a lot about, uh, you know, like a Justin Robinson. We've heard that yeah. is this the year that D-Rob in, in his sixth college season, you know, does he have a Cal-like freshman year where, where he's able to be a breakout guy at Georgia? Uh, you know, what are we going to see, uh, you know, from uh, some of the, the true freshmen that they have? Uh, you know, the kid uh, Adonai Mitchell out of Tennessee. Uh, these are guys you've been hearing a lot of buzz of. Brock Bowers, I wrote about him this week. Kid that came from from California didn't have a high school season last year. Tight end, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, is Georgia deeper than we thought at that position? Uh, you know, there's so much talk about the LSU transfer and would he come to Georgia and looks like he might be going back to LSU. Uh, but Georgia, I mean, John Fitzpatrick's kind of an unsung guy. I mean, and Washington. Darnell huge. Washington has really become a huge target on the offense. Um, you know, is Arian Smith uh, going to have a, you know, a big day now? Uh, you know, Who's going to be the uh, who's going to be the uh, walk on that's going to you know make a, a big splash and never hear from again? Uh, <laughs> that seems to happen. I think Anthony Sumney is a name, maybe if I'm getting that right. <laughs> who's been kind of the Prather Hudson of this uh-huh. uh, spring at the running back position? Uh, there's a DB uh, a safety that the name escapes me is also getting some kind of run. Ryan Davis at inside linebacker is taking advantage of uh, Ro- Roquan, uh, not Roquan, uh, Nakobe. Uh, not being available uh, because of his shoulder injury. And I guess uh, with um, Monty leaving. Um, But, I mean, Ryan Davis is a big name, if you ask me. He's not just somebody that showed up out of nowhere. He's not a walk-on. I mean, he he was a – No, 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 I'm not throwing him in in that class. Uh, What I'm saying is he's a guy that really has kind of been, you know, behind the scenes at Inside Linebacker, not really having as many – uh, you know, he, he hadn't have as much run as a Channing Tindall even yet. Uh, well, he's kind of like uh, mere speed, right? Paid his dudes sure. a little bit. Yeah. You know, Nolan Smith is a guy that, that's really being asked to, to step up, uh, you know, with Aziz gone. Uh, you know, I think there's too much to, to ask for to, to think that, you know, don't draw too much of an impression about what you see in this two-hour, uh, you know, scrimmage. Um where they're probably holding some stuff back that they wouldn't on their other scrimmages or certainly their other 14 practices. Um, but it's still great to see Georgia football on a Saturday in Athens, rain or not. Hmm. Uh, and Ryan, I know you're looking forward to it, eating a, a free box lunch that they're going to say, are we getting food? I meant to ask you that the other day in one of our meetings. Look, <laughs> that was going to be one of your questions in one of the meetings. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, look, box lunches was like the deal wherever you went last year during uh, as, as you cover college football as a reporter because they're not doing buffets uh, they're not doing you know you're not having someone serving you uh, with COVID protocols but you know what on G-Day anyway COVID or not this is what you've always gotten is a box uh, deal because it's not a real game it has produced some of my most anxious moments as a reporter knowing that I'll be at somewhere for hours and wondering, should I eat before I go, or will they provide food there? Because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the meal I'm going to get if I get one in a press box, you know, by eating before I go. But then I don't want to sit there for six hours and not have eaten. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
aren't you used to when you go to like college games in a press box that there's going to be? I'm food? talking about in the in these uh, in these times of oh. COVID or 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 G Day in the past, wondering if I was going to get, uh, you know, do they provide food? There? Well, you know, you could always bring your own kind of uh, box, th- you know, a bag lunch, and then uh, see that's uh, if uh, if you don't uh, like it, you can just uh, go in a different direction. Part of my anxiety. Hey, let's get back to what I was looking forward to. Not really looking forward to, more interested in how they're going to divide the running backs. I mean, is it going to be a Zamir White, you know, one and and Cook two, and uh, is Kendall Milton going to be in there with them? Is Kenny McIntosh going to be in there, or will it be like will they put Milton and maybe Kenny on the second team, or or you know, is that just Dejon Edwards? team to run you know that, that's going to be interesting to me and see how they divide up those carries we might know we might know that before g-day um they right, used to right. release the I, rosters I online that. but i feel like they haven't been doing that as much recently uh so you know what i can wait it, it's not a, a huge deal for me i mean i guess we'll be tweeting out the the depth charts once it once that puts out maybe i'll have a pregame blog with that info or something but um you know, we'll see. And there's there's guys. I mean, I think Kirby was on the radio uh, this morning, mentioning that you know a guy or two. He didn't actually mention how many, but you know had missed some practice time because of COVID. Uh, so you know maybe there's a guy that we're expecting to see that we might not necessarily. Uh, so you know we haven't mentioned is the backup quarterbacks. I want to see Carson Beck. I mean that guy's. I'll uh, say that. Yeah. That, that guy's really uh, had some strong scrimmages from what I've heard. And uh, yeah, I mean, is he the two guy now? Well, I mean, I I think given what Stetson Bennett has done, he's not that, you know, if you you don't want to compare his performances to JT's, but he has a guy that started five times, you know, in the SEC last year. And, and, you know, who do you beat at home? Auburn and Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's something to be said for experience. And if, uh, you know, if you have a, uh, you know, a defense that's doing its job and you just don't want to, uh, take any chances. I mean, you might see Stetson get the call if JT went down. Mm. Um, you know, Carson uh, and and your boy Brock Vandegrift. I think that's a lot of people are salivating over that, kind of like they did with Jacob Eason in Kirby's first uh, first year, first year day. That people were want to see what that five star freshman could do, right? What, what's Vandegrift's overall ranking? I mean, he, it wasn't as high as, as Jacobs, was it? Uh, I feel like Houston was a top 10, but uh, Brock was around 13 from what I recall. Was it that high? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, so uh, I would expect Daniels and Vandegrift to be on the same team tomorrow, and I would expect the other two guys, uh, Bennett and Beck, to be on the other team. So Mm -hmm. uh, then you'd have, you know, Nathan Priestley or, you know, any other walk-on quarterbacks in that realm. So, uh, Hey, let me ask something about Stetson. Stetson Bennett, you know how sometimes Georgia will play an opponent and, and, you know, we cover that game and and that opponent maybe once a year and they have a guy who you swear is like a ninth-year senior? Is Stetson that guy for Georgia? I mean, when other teams – because he's been around and left and then he's come back and it seems like his fifth year back since he left. Is Stetson that guy where other other programs, other fan bases are like, God dang, is this like his ninth year, tenth year in the program? You might have heard this. He went to Jones Community College. <laughs> um, and also, even though there was not a G-Day last year, this will be Stetson Bennett's third G-Day game already. <laughs> Since coming back. Uh, or, or, okay. Well, no. his second, but it would be his third if they had last year. Because he was a big interview. Well, Everybody le- wanted to talk to him uh, in 2019, right? Well, he, he left after G-Day that year. So I don't know if he actually missed a G-Day because he left, was gone <laughs> right. for a season, and then came back in January. So this is his fourth or fifth G-Day. 
No, no, this is his third. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, but again, well, but it look, would look, be his fourth that they had it last year. Yeah, that's that's correct. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you're confusing me. <laughs> Uh, he, he's just—he seems like he's been around the program for for years, right? And he could probably be around the program for another year because I know they get extra, they get the extra year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what else we miss? I'm actually uh, curious. I guess Munkin will be on. This will be Todd Munkin's first time um, on the sideline, I guess, because usually he's up in the box. Mm. Uh, you know, I guess we'll have Munkin coaching one side and and uh, landing the other. That's um, and. You know, are, are you a state guy or weenie beanies? Are they still playing for that kind of thing? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously steak, right? Is that, a, is that a serious question? I mean, you want the big steak at the end. I'll take them both. Uh, that's that's you, man. All right. What else? Um, you know, what about these 16 early enrollees? And, and I think yeah. there might be uh, one or two that, uh, you know, are, are sidelined due to injury. Um, you know, who do you want to see uh, of, of those guys? We mentioned Bowers. We mentioned Vandegrift. I think Mims, right? Uh, Smile uh, Mondin, inside yeah. linebacker, Amarius yeah. Mims. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Lavasse Carroll. Uh, Switching from yeah, I mean, he's, back a, to he, he's, he's a cornerback now. Yeah. Um, you know, who else? Shoot, I can't put it all together, but I think Mims is the guy that <clears> – I mean, obviously he was brought here to be Brock Vandergriff's guy, right? His uh, blind side, so to speak. So I think to see if he gets in there, how often he gets in there, how, how he does if he gets in there, and uh, that's the guy I'm kind of – curious him but yeah i mean uh smile was a top 20 linebacker or top recruit overall and so you know to see if he plays and how he handles things yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good storylines to this g-day hopefully this will be the last uh event that we're covering at sanford stadium where we have to do these interviews afterwards on Zoom, um before uh, was out, you know the the thing about not getting. I imagine we'll get three guys post game or something, or maybe they'll maybe they'll throw a little bit more out. I don't Seems know. Like they do three offense, three defense, right? Uh, in the regular season, and then but that could be. Oh yeah, for, yeah. I, I don't know. Could be. But I mean, for. my point is that you know we'd get ten guys after a G day game typically. So mm-hmm. and uh, you know get a chance to talk to to guys. We never talked to Jordan Davis and uh, and James Cook this spring, uh, but they did go on uh, with Chuck Daddle on the radio this morning. So you know there, there's guys we'd like to hear from that we haven't like you know for instance Carson Beck we hadn't talked to him yet mm-hmm. uh, and he uh, you know has had a good spring from what we understand and Zamir I don't think he's even talked yet uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to some of those guys uh, and uh, Ryan uh, mm-hmm. will be at the game and we'll so check out uh, Online Athens uh, Saturday uh, evening and uh, we'll get you uh, caught up on what's going on absolutely Hey, why don't we take a break real fast? Come back. Uh, we'll talk about the basketball uh, overhaul. Is that what you call it? An overhaul? You mean the uh, the new guys? And uh, guys that have left too. So. Yeah, Tamani Kamara's got a new home, but Georgia's got some new players. We'll talk about it in a little bit. All right, as we mentioned, G-Day is this weekend, but that's not even the biggest event in Athens. Have you heard that Terrapin is opening back up their tap room this weekend? Does that excite you? Is that in? Uh, is that kind of a combination with G Day? Is it? Is they it a- did mention G Day, yeah, that they were you know hoping that maybe the uh, the fans will filter filter over. But I mean, there's still some uh, protocols and whatnot uh, with it. But I think their main thing is uh, they're hippies out that way, so they don't even know if they want to you know really care that much about G Day. But they just want to get outside and drink some beer and uh, you know enjoy the weather. Did you go over to the tasting room and, and try some of that at Terrapin? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I've been there. What do you mean? You wrote a story about it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have done an interview in person. You're right. And yeah. gotten some free drinks. But no, I just called them. And, uh, you know, good people over there. So they, uh, they're excited to open back up. It's been 393 days, they've said, since they have had the tasting room open. So if you're beer folks, we got a lot of good selections here in the Athens area, including Terrapin opening back up uh, on Friday. So, But let's talk basketball and Tom Crean I don't know what the plan the strategy if there is strategy or he's just having to roll with the punches but lost four guys right since the uh, end of the season to to grad or not grad transfers but transfer portals Mm -hmm. and brought in three in about a what eight hour window on Monday Tuesday maybe uh three Sunday and Monday and then another uh you know like week and a half two weeks earlier um what's your question <laughs> i mean is this is this sustainable i mean it, it seems like a, a pretty terrible way to build a program well i will say that georgia is uh, kind of in the same boat as yeah, uh you know many programs now uh now the difference with georgia and, and i can't really make a comparison to the others because i haven't gone back to check all those rosters obviously but this is the third straight year where it's been kind of a roster overhaul for Georgia. So there's not much stability. Um, and we are still, uh, you know, you can't count on other guys that were on the team last year that, you know, you presume might be coming back or are going to be coming back. You, you have to see how that's going to, well, not only that, I mean, Katie Johnson, severe Wheeler. I mean, Oof. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, nobody's tweeted out like, Hey, I'm, you know, look to see forward to seeing you in the Stegman next year. <laughs> um, but, um, you've replaced four guys since the end of the season with four others through the transfer portal. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, I can see a scenario where if all these guys come close to hitting their upside, that you feel like you are just as good or possibly even better. But that might be asking a lot to think that that's going to happen. Uh, some of these guys are coming off of injuries or uh, you know production that didn't match what, what they did in, in previous seasons. Uh, you know, so Tom Crean and his staff have to hope they can, you know, uh, squeeze as much out of them as possible in their system. And obviously um, they saw something in the transfer portal uh, with these guys and, and went after them and got them. Uh, we're talking about uh, starting with a, a recruit out of Virginia. I was going to say that has to be the one that excited people most. I mean, the fact that, you know, you might have lost to Monty, but you bring in a guy that was ranked top 40 in the previous year's recruiting class. Right. Uh, we're talking about uh, Jabri Abdur-Rahim, uh, who is a uh, nephew of... Uh, Sharif. No, no, he's a son of Sharif. And uh, his his uncle uh, was Amir, or is Amir, who uh, was on Georgia's staff, now the Kennesaw State head coach. Right. Had a chance to speak to uh, uh, Jabri on uh, Monday. Um, and he was actually uh, back home in New Jersey. Um, seems like a lot of these guys that are in the portal are home and they might have been, you know, most, you know, a lot of these places are doing virtual classes. Uh, I spoke to Tyke Smith uh, the week earlier and he was in Philadelphia finishing up classes at West Virginia. Um, 
and uh, you know Abdul Rahim, uh, you know didn't play that much at Virginia. Was coming off a, a, a foot injury, I think he said it was, uh, but was a top forty dude, uh, you know, a year earlier. So it's a big time get, um, and you know Georgia can hope that he can kind of maximize what he was doing before his injury. I think he averaged about thirty points in a couple of games his senior year of high school up in New Jersey before you know uh, dealing with that injury. So. Uh, he, he's one of the, the, the main cogs. Uh, they also, the same day, got a recruit out of uh, Southern Cal, a three-point shooter. And Southern Cal made the Elite Eight last year. So, I mean, you think, hey, if you can take somebody off an Elite Eight squad, it's not it's not terrible. Right. Kid's name is Noah Bauman, 6'6", 215. Um, you know, only shot 35% from uh, three last season, and, and his minutes, uh, you know, weren't, overly impressive um, but the year before uh, averaged uh, 10.7 points a game at San Jose State and hit uh, school record 81 threes so hmm. that's what Tom Crean's been missing from this offense is a guy that, that can really connect consistently yeah, consistent <laughs> that's the that's the key word yeah and and so he'll certainly have the opportunity to fire him away in in this system um, and then a, a kid that's, uh, you know, local, really, uh, just right down the road in Morgan County, uh, transfers in from Florida Atlantic. Um, and uh, that's uh, Jalen Ingram uh, from Madison um, was their leading scorer for a couple of seasons. I think was second leading scorer this past season. Uh, also a top rebounder on that team. So, you know, these are guys that, you really need to kind of get the most out of. Well, I know you feel like Georgia didn't miss on one guy, but I feel like they kind of did. He had a local product, um, Flanders Fleming, who played here at Cedar Shoals, went to Charleston Southern and averaged 20.1 points per game last year with a two-time, uh, I think it's all Big South Defensive Player of the Year. And I, I, you did mention, Mark, that it was – a strength of schedule for Charleston Southern, it wasn't the best. And so he did a lot of that against lesser opponents. But to me, it would have been good for Georgia to bring him back if it's for a defensive purpose or just to get the hometown a little bit excited about what he's doing here. But he ended up at Florida, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure. Are you clear on whether he had a Georgia offer? I'm not. Um, I did reach out to him, never really heard back. But, you know, he had tweeted out who had offered or was interested in him, and Georgia made the cut, Texas A&M, Clemson. Uh, Florida wasn't on that list, ironically. I wonder if they swooped in last minute, maybe you said, Sunday. You said offered or interested, so you don't know whether Georgia – which I, one – Yeah, I don't know if they if interest meant that they just had been talking right. and didn't fully offer. But, again, Florida wasn't on that list. He was supposed to announce Sunday and then – posted about 9 p.m. Sunday that he was still waiting or still loading, I think is what he posted. And then Monday, he's committed to to White down at Florida. So, uh, yeah, they must have come in last minute with an offer there and uh, wowed him. Or, or somewhere else that he was going to go to fill it up. I mean, you, you know, you don't know yeah. how these things exactly play out. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then the NCAA uh, probably will announce today officially that – uh, the transfer rule will have a one-time exemption. So a lot of these guys that we mentioned, um, you know, Abdul Rahim coming from Virginia, um, you know, the kid from Florida Atlantic, I believe as well. You know, if you're not a grad transfer. So they got to stay here, basically, is what you're saying. No, no, that's not. Well, I mean, you can, I, I presume you can still go seek a waiver. But you, but you'd have to sit out of here or something, right? No, I'm saying now you can go anywhere without sitting out. 
then in, if, if you want to make a second look, the kid at, at Southern Cal has already transferred one time. I don't think he's going to. Okay. He's not transferring again after Georgia. I mean, this would be it for him, I would presume. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to go somewhere else after <laughs> this next transfer, you'll need to do what you did previously, which is seek a waiver. So, well, I'll be honest. I mean, when the, the first you know few moves a couple of years ago or whatever, <clears throat> I, I agreed with letting kids transfer, but it's kind of gotten a little wacky and out of hand. So, I mean, to to put some type of rule into place to me seems logical. How's a coach supposed to build a program? Well, I mean, you can go back and research. I mean, you know, how many guys got run off at certain places versus a, a guy choosing to transfer? I mean, if you don't have a spot on a roster and you still recruit somebody in to come in, yeah. you might be tapping someone on the shoulder and say, hey, I think it's best that, that you know, we part ways. So, uh, you know, it kind of plays both ways. Um, That's true. You know, in that regard, uh, so kind of recapping at Georgia, uh, Tamani Kamara ends up landing at Dayton, which is a, a you know a, a team that Georgia went up against in in Maui, and uh, he was recruited by their head coach, uh, the former coach at Alabama, Anthony Grant. Um, you have Christian Brown ends up, I think it was Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, Tennessee yeah. State. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Fagan is going to Ole Miss, so he'll be playing Georgia next season uh, at some point. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be once or twice on the schedule. Uh, so, And then Jaquan Walton, who transferred all the way back early in the season. Yeah, what was that? Uh, he ends up going to a community college, which I believe is in Tuscaloosa. Shelton State, I think is the name. Okay. Um, and the, I guess the only one we haven't heard about. Uh, Michael Starks, huh? is yes starks where he ended up going so maybe he hasn't found a destination yet so that's a lot of basketball talk for a g-day weekend upcoming hey, how about georgia baseball last weekend <laughs> as i as i contemplated if they'd get shut out for the weekend against vandy pitching yeah. and they put up 30 runs or whatever do you want to kind of send out an apology right now to scott strickland <laughs> no. Man, well, hey what a weekend though i mean that's uh did not see that coming didn't think they'd win one they won two out of three at Vandy against that pitching, and uh, hey, could this get the ball rolling? I mean, it was a team that's very inconsistent, struggling uh, somewhat, you know, in the first three or four weekends of SEC play, and then here they here they unload seven home runs in one game that Kumar Rockers started. All right, Kentucky's coming to town this weekend at Foley Field. Uh, Ryan is projecting a sweep. <laughs> Uh, for uh, the uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> he's he's no longer he he's thinks I'm bought in. Yeah, he he thinks they're gonna run the table now, <laughs> and uh, not dropping. Hey, hey, I I still say they're in. Cause, I mean, if they could win two or three or or pull the sweep, I would uh, I would think they're going in the right direction. But who knows? Um, by the way, before we get out of here, uh, we did you turn off the Masters? It's kind of gotten boring there. Oh heck no. Oh, actually, yeah, because I'm in, a, you know, NASCAR was on at the same time. I'm in a, I'm in a NASCAR fantasy league. I had to keep up with that, but yeah, I was flipping back and forth between the Masters. So you, when uh, didn't Hideki uh, didn't he hit the water at one point, and you were yeah on 15. You were getting excited. Didn't you texted me. You were excited. Uh, I, did I, I text you? I don't remember. Yeah, man, you were like, oh, is it, we got it, we got something now. And then of course uh, Xander on 16 hit the water. That was not good. 
All right. Well, they're playing over in uh, Hilton Head, I think, this week. Yeah, the lot, HBC Heritage or lot, RBC Heritage. A lot of Bulldogs in there, as as uh, will be the case. <laughs> the, actually, isn't the PGA Championship in uh, South Carolina, too? I believe it might be. Uh, Kiowa, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know nobody cares about my career or future, but I could, I could see myself doing golf writing at some point. I think that'd be fun. All right. If you, uh, if golfchannel.com, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Dennis would like a job with you. Well, you know, we do have a uh, golf week, I believe, is a uh, USA Today entity. And uh, I know some folks up there. So, uh, you know, someday I'll reach out to them and say, hey, y'all got uh, any need for golf coverage? All right. Well, Ryan will be uh, kind of uh, working the trade by covering the GHSA regionals and championships coming up. <laughs> for golf? Golf, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do have some good golf here in Athens. we got a lot of good programs. If you care about soccer in the area, please go to onlineathens.com to read about why Athens is a powerhouse in soccer right now. All right. Top golf coming to Sanford Stadium. Oh. But before that, it will be G-Day this weekend. And uh, check it out. And uh, check out our coverage online, Athens.com. Ron, you got anything else? Nope, that'll do it. We'll uh, we'll be uh, talking to you from the stadium on Saturday. All right, see you. Bye.